Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush. And that was Davey Williamson, his song, Thin Disguise. He has not called in yet, so you may just get Ian and I tonight. And if he doesn't call in, what we're going to do is chat plus play music from some artists that we've had on here before and we'll have on here again. I hope Davey calls in because he is a very interesting music artist who has had hits in South Africa. So, Ann, it's you and I tonight, my dear. 
I wouldn't want to be anywhere else on a Tuesday night. I just hope he's okay because well, I, I do that's too. actually um, that's actually the the funny thing about like before the show we were talking about how brains work, right? Mm-hmm. That's always like my brain always goes to like is somebody you know well they always they always call it like what 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 happened like <laughs> are they in the hospital? Do I need to start calling the jails? Do I need to? <laughs> well, in that case, maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Yvonne always always posts post the shows up. Do, do, do I need to? What? What? I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> you would always be prepared, my friend. You're always prepared. Oh, yeah. If I've taught you nothing else, I've taught you how to be prepared. Because if, ladies and gentlemen, when we when I ran this show the last time, Ian became my stand-in, especially towards the end when I just could not do it because my husband was dying. And I'd say, Ian, can you take the show tonight? He'd say, yeah, not a problem. I'll never forget that. You don't know how important and how wonderful and how confident I felt in you during that time. Thanks. Well, I'd just like to help you because I knew how much the show meant to you. And then, like, I remember um, vaguely, I mean, it's been a little bit of time, so I don't remember verbatim the conversation, but I remember, you know, you were doing the show and you're really proud and all that. And you're like, I'm just going to start canceling guests. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will do it. And you're all like, no, no, like, I don't want to, no, no, like we, we got to keep the show running. So I was and happy to do it. it for you. And you did a great job. You. you did an excellent job. And I'm going to tell you what, this this young man, when, when he first started doing this show, he told me later, he said, I was a little stiff because I wasn't real sure. Because, And I told him, I said, Ann, all you got to do is just be yourself and just go with it. The, the conversation will take itself where it wants to go. And oh, he yeah. found out real quick, it, it does that, doesn't it? <laughs> there's a couple times where i'm like no 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 don't take the conversation that way Yvonne. oh no we're going like grab you by the hand oh no we're we're walking. we're going <laughs> we're there but yep. that's why we call it off the chain i mean of course any okay anybody can do a podcast anybody can sit and do scripted conversations with another person you sit and you look at a piece of paper you ask a question they know the answer so they read the answer that comes through in the show people people aren't stupid out there in radio land they know when someone is being prompted and when it's just a conversation yeah well and And i i think that's big key to our success is we truly, I mean, we say it almost every night. We don't know what we're going to talk about. I'll throw a question out there and we'll just start pulling a thread or you will. And we'll start pulling the thread. And sometimes we laugh. Sometimes you cry. Sometimes we think, you know, you just never know. And that's what makes us this show so fun because we've had some interesting oh, yeah. conversations with our guests and, and they've come back and said, Yvonne, that's the most, fun interview I've ever had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was at an event on Sunday, and it's the first book event I've been to since Jack died. And I was talking about to certain to other um, authors at this event, I want you to come on my show. It's a call-in show. You call in from your home. 
it's it's you and I and my co-host, and we're just having a conversation. And I want you to know, the main thing that I got was, I'm afraid. Yeah. What are you, I, I don't eat people except on the second Thursday of every month. Right, and they usually deserve it. So you're doing a yeah. community service, you know. Yeah, really? <laughs> they should be thanking you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But yeah. I told him, I said, look, okay, these are the numbers for for today. We're heard in 32 countries, the Czech Republic, Finland, Guyana, South Africa, the Netherlands, France, England, Russia, New Zealand, Australia, Brazil, Portugal, Spain, Greece, France, the USA, Canada. That's the ones that I can remember. The Philippines, we're heard in the Philippines. And we're at 145,667 listeners. And we've been on air, what, maybe a month and a half? Yeah, I think this is our... Let's see. So if we do two two a week, and we've been doing it since the first week, no, the second week of July, that's two, four, six. Man, I went I went to high school, like like public school. Hold on, six, and now we're about halfway we, through the month. So what? We yeah, 12? we started the day the debut was on July fifth. Today is the tenth. Yep. So a month and a week. Yep. Five weeks we've been on the air, and and the people that we have interviewed have gotten this much exposure. And it's, I told them, I said, it's free exposure. Mm -hmm. Put your big girl and boy panties on, set up a show, (laughs) and come play with us. Right. Bring your toys. Yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) Um, But I don't blame them for being scared because, um, you know, people are asking me because it's almost become a religious thing that people are like, do not plan anything with Ian on Monday and Tuesday. Like Monday and Tuesday <laughs> night, don't do dinners, don't play video games with him. He will call you when he's done. And they're like, they ask me the same question. They're like, aren't you scared that you're going to say something stupid? Stuff all the time. Like, you kidding yeah, we me? Like, stupid all the time. <laughs> Right. Like once you do it the first time and you, you have the initial fear of like, oh, wow, 165,000 people just heard me say something stupid, like, or 145. See, that was stupid. I think I even screwed up the number. You just said darn number. <laughs> um, you know, once, once that once that initial horror is over, it's like it's smooth sailing after that. You're just like, meh, yeah, nothing happened. I don't have any death threats. My my. Think My persona about, was not destroyed. Your reputation was not. Think about all the disc jockeys on all the radio stations across the, the world. Think about the live entertainers like the Johnny Carsons of the world. Think about politicians. I mean, it, it human nature, we're all going to say something that people are going to scratch their head over. But what I have learned is when I do that and they scratch their mm-hmm. head over it, they don't forget me. No, no. Well, in the hats, of course. Well, of course, of course. Of course. That, that's the, very the, true. The fashion is on point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you know, the only, thing, the, the only thing that I wish um, we would have 
this is kind of a, a challenge to our listeners, is I wish that um, I wish we could have some call-ins every once in a while. Like, we want to hear from you guys, too, you know? And gals, excuse me. Well, see, and again, the call-ins, are afraid, they're afraid to call in because they don't want to be out there. I, I don't under You know what fear stands for. It's, a, it's an anagram for false evidence that appears real. I didn't know that, but now I do. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Because people are always fearing the worst that can happen. Well, the worst that can happen is that they hate you. The best that can happen is that you get hurt all over the world and your book sells, your music sells, your artwork yeah. starts selling. I mean, this is an avenue for indies. Did you know, um, since I've been doing these shows with you, that my, my uh, old author page has been getting hits again? I I literally did not um, even put two and two together because I was like, oh, like you you have nine new views on your author page. I'm like, wait a minute, like why? Oh, they're looking me up through through the show. Okay, okay. Okay, so let's talk about your books. Since oh no no <laughs> yeah, no 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 oh, no 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 I want to talk. You're grabbing by the hand again. To see. This this young man is a prolific writer. He's very, very good at his craft. So tell folks what you've written and what it's about. I mean, it's this is you and me tonight, so we've got an hour, so go for it. <laughs> you really think we're not going to be able to take up an hour? Oh, no, we'll take up an hour, but we're going to talk about your books, too. And then we'll have to don't, bring you back on the show. And <laughs> Yes, don't, don't, make me, don't make me send you to your room tonight. <laughs> Um, so, kind of got hooked into the horror genre. Um, first one was about a EMT firefighter who likes making people's wishes come true. Um, we actually talked about that, um, but the publisher was a little bit nefarious, and you know, mm-hmm. but we still did good. It, it still, it still made sales, and it, it wasn't about the sales. It was more about generating a conversation. I think that's always what I've wanted. I didn't want the money. I didn't want to, you know, get notoriety. I just wanted to get the freaking voices out of my head and have somebody, you know, read something and, and just be entertained for a little bit. Like just have a friend that they're like, Oh man, if I, if I get an Ian Bush book, that's, that's a friend that's going to keep me entertained for a little bit. So, um, you know, it did what it was supposed to. And then we did, uh, I'm thinking, Satan's Holiday with you. That was our, mm-hmm. how we met back in 20, 2013. Has it I been that say. long? Has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah, because the first book got published in 2010, and then it fizzled out in 2012. And then you caught wind about the publisher, and you – swooped up the children uh like you normally do and <laughs> that's why you're not allowed within 500 feet of schools you just swoop up future <laughs> aspiring artists and you're like come with me i will show you come with um, me my children just come me the pied yes. piper of the indie author world <laughs> you're right exactly and all the mice are coming to you yeah no so we did um saints holiday i can't man I, I i've been telling myself i need to go back and read what's been published because it's been that long 
but you probably have the same thing, don't you? Like you just, especially you, you pump out books pretty quick or pretty frequently that you can't remember all those children. Like, <laughs> I know there's at least 20 out there between the short story anthologies I do now and mm-hmm. the books that I've published. In fact, I am working on a new short story for AMR Publishing under um, – you might want to hook up with Andrea Rhodes. That would be a good thing for you to do. Hook up with Andrea Rhodes and write yeah. short stories for her anthologies. That'll get you your brain back in gear. She does horror. Yeah, she does actually, thrillers. Um, she does all kinds of stuff. I was actually going to hook up with um, our, our friend Mary from Unique. And um, oh. I had a I had a, a feel-good story that I'm like, you know what? I think I think I could I could send it to them, and I think they could – I think they could go with it. Um, she would love it. About not judging people. I'll, I'll give a, a short case. That would tickle but, her um, to death because she's always looking for new writers. Yeah. Well, and so I, I told her that it could be, I think it'd be more impactful um, if it was a video. See, now I feel bad because now I'm like calling her out. So she doesn't, she doesn't pick it up. She'd be like, well, pfft. no, <laughs> now I look like She'll a mean person. Up. I didn't pick up what his idea. It? Well, see what what so what goes what? along with that is it the story the article goes in the magazine and then mm-hmm. we also do an audio version of it and it goes up mm-hmm. on their blog talk radio show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it was going to be something about not judging people based on their, their, their titles, essentially. So like I picture that um, there's these actors and actresses that are sitting in the dark and they're like, what if, you know, what if I told you I was gay? What if I told you that I couldn't get out of bed this morning because my depression is so bad? What if I told you that I'm a Republican? What if I told you and like just go through it and then like speed up the voices and then at the end, like all of them say together, like I'm trying to think of what would be powerful, something along the lines for me, like it doesn't effing matter. And then like the light turns on and then they tell you what they want you to see who they are, like what labels they actually want you to know of them. And then it's like a one-on-one interview, like, you know, Yes, I am a Republican, but I also do X, Y, Z. Yes, I am. I am gay. I've been with my partner, and this is how you know um, we met, and and this is how we came out together. And then, like at the end, just do something like you know, labels don't define us; we define the labels, or something like that. So, I think that would be a great article. Yeah, I've been I trying to put. Well, you know, I've been really because- busy lately, so I've been trying to. <laughs> Write it on scrap pieces of paper as I've been living life. You need to and keep a little notebook with you, my friend. Carry a little notebook yeah, around with you. I know. I used to carry a lot of things with me. <laughs> my word. You, uh, but, but see, well, what you don't know about me is growing up, and, and I am a child of the 50s and the 60s, and even when I was in grammar school Mm -hmm. I was labeled 
Oh, yeah, and it followed too. me. It it followed yeah. me. The the teachers used to tell my mother, well, she's doing the best she can do because math was not my friend. But I was very good at writing and drawing. <laughs> but I couldn't write because I couldn't do math, so they took writing away from me. And <laughs> and what that does to someone is it destroys their desire to be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't believe in labeling people. I, when we label people, what that does is it says a whole lot about what we are not. Mm-hmm. Well, and you put and them does, in this little box. Like, people aren't, aren't boxes. You don't no. just say, he's a white man, and then done. Like, no, I'm more than just a white man. Like, I do these shows, and... I have a daughter, and you know, like I have people in my person. life that well, I, I try. I'm not always a good person. Now, Yoda says, means, do, but, "Yoda says do or do not. There is no try." Yeah, he does, but no. So yeah, that's the latest and greatest. Besides doing the shows with you and and all that. And speaking of doing the shows, you wanna you wanna play another one from for our guest tonight? <laughs> yeah, let's. Let's play, he had a a single that was um, released, and it is Mm -hmm. called Down by the Fire. It's a very interesting song. David Williamson, Down by the Fire. He, for some reason, is not with us. We don't know why. I hope he's okay. But we're going to play his music anyway and give him the courtesy of... um, Thinking he he could have very well forgotten. That does happen, but that's okay. Oh yeah. We will be right back.
This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush. That was Davy Williamson with Down by the Fire. Davy was supposed to be our guest tonight. We don't know what happened to him. We hope everything is okay with him. But we are going to muddle on, as we always do, because we are professionals. And hopefully, David will be able to join us at a later time. What do you think about his music, Ian? He gives me an Incubus vibe. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Explain he gives that. me a, a, a little bit more grungy of an Incubus. Like if Incubus and um, uh, what's a grunge band that I could like think of that mix well? But you you kind of hear it too, just the the like the lyric, uh, or excuse me, the, the tones that he does. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of Incubus. I, I don't know why. I That was actually, that was the thought when I was researching him. I was like, man, like, like Incubus and something else. I just can't think. What do you think? Well, he's been around for a minute. He's been out there for almost 25 years. He, he was yeah. in bands like Third Class Passenger and Ma Shot Pa. And then he went solo in 2020 with Send Disguise, which was the start-off song. He has a – he reminds me of the electronic bands like Jason Norwood and Cypher. And he has that type of – I want to call it – Warehouse, garage, metal that was popular in the UK back in the day. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking too with the grunge the grunge um, thread that like a little bit kind of Sex Pistol ish maybe with the lyrics. Mm Mhm. He's an interesting character. His his father was in music and. His mother was a nurse. Mm-hmm. He's he, he's got some interesting background to to himself, and that's why I wish he was here with us tonight. But maybe next time, maybe we'll find yeah. out what well, happened. I, I was actually reading that um, he uses music uh, to fight like his own personal demons, and which is actually a very common theme with a lot of uh, our artists on here, and I think with us too that the the pen or or the the mic or whatever we do kind of puts to puts to rest some of those things in our life that bring us discomfort. I think you're right because in in our world of art sometimes it is an escape. It's a way to put down how we feel or or what we're thinking about or our uh, moods. Our thought processes. Yeah. Like what we're, what we're trying to pick apart and decipher and yeah. And I agree. But then ladies and gentlemen, we are artists and, and we are a different breed. It, it takes someone special to be able to deal with us because we are a strange bunch of people, aren't we? I know I am. (laughs) We we all are a little bit eclectic, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. 
But just no, think actually, how much. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, just think how much fun we have, though. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes back to the labels talk that we were having, too. And actually, I, I think um, you and I shared that conversation that I also grew up being told um, we don't use the word anymore, and I kind of despise it. But, you know, they they said I was retarded. They thought I couldn't read um, because I couldn't understand how to hold a pencil. They thought that, like, my motor skills were off, and it took about fourth grade when I was reading um, Lord of the Rings before the movies came out just because I thought it was an interesting book. Um, my teacher actually sat down with me and she said, what are you reading? And and so I told her and she's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. We we made a mistake with this one. He, he understands it. He's just, he just has a speech impediment, you know. He's not mentally anything. He's just has some special needs that he needs to get fixed. So, yeah, that's actually something I still um, grip with to this day. Just be, remember being labeled like that. And um, it's actually funny because if, if I talk too fast or I get too excited or um, if I'm tired, I will actually revert back to my old speech patterns. And so, you know, I don't have a, a, a I don't have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. And you know, like. I don't think I, I, I think that that's okay, you know, and um, stuff like that. It's just funny. I mean, funny looking. Well, back when I get that. tired, I stutter. So, and then I can't remember things. I stutter when I'm drunk. Is, is that the <laughs> <thing? laughs> one has nothing to do with the other? <laughs> but it, it's like I, it's like I told someone. When I do, I do a lot of public speaking, and when I I talk about my brother, who is the reason that I do what I do, he he yeah. was labeled retarded back in the fifties, and somebody forgot to tell him he was. So because they didn't tell him he couldn't, he did. They didn't tell me I could, so I didn't. But he always knew he could. And he shouldn't have been able to, but he did. So when I hear people yeah. say, well, I can't do this because of this, I look at him and say, are you really that into yourself that mm-hmm. you have convinced yourself that you will be no better tomorrow than you are today? Mm-hmm. I agree. You have, it, it just it blows my mind. Because here is this child that was never supposed to walk, never supposed to talk, never supposed to take care of his daily functions, never supposed to go to school, never supposed to be able to reason. Mm-hmm. And somebody forgot to tell him he couldn't. So when mm-hmm. he was out playing one day and somebody new moved in the neighborhood and didn't know who he was and the, the little boy called him retarded, he went in the house and asked my mother what retarded meant. Now, my mother was a very wise woman. She didn't poo-poo it. She didn't get angry. She said, Stanley, you know, sometimes when you get a sore on your arm or, or your hand and it's real deep and it leaves a scar, he said, yes. She said, well, you had a sore on your brain mm-hmm. and it left a scar. And he looked at her. Now, this child was nine, ten years old. He looked at her and he says, 
oh, I'm just slow. What do you do? But see, he understood that he had a challenge, but it did not define him. He owned Right, but just coming to that realization, though, that, oh, I'm just slow. It's like, no, buddy, you're, you're not slow. Like, you just, you have to do things just a little bit slower, which means, you know, he probably has better attention to detail that way because he's not trying to run through life, trying to, you know what I mean? Like, he, I've always done that. He he worked from the time he was seven years old with my other brother. They they threw papers. That was back in the day where you threw the papers in and you went and collected the money. Yeah. What, what, what's, what's a newspaper, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, well, that's true. You're not of that generation. <laughs> <laughs> but he also went to work in the corporate America when he was 16. He rode a bus from... East Point, Georgia, to downtown Atlanta to go to work by himself. Now, I know grown people that won't do that. But he understood, Ian, that he had to approach the world differently than most people do. And even now, when he gets excited, I mean, when he really gets excited, he speaks in an unknown unknown tongue, and I I, I don't speak that language. So I will say, Stanley, honey, I love you, but I, I'm not understanding the language that you're speaking. Do you mind translating for me? <laughs> yeah. And he gets it, yeah. and he's not, I don't hurt his feelings by it. So the last time yeah. he was down here, he was tired, and he was just talking a mile a minute, and, and he was just, there was that unknown language again. I don't know what he was speaking, but it wasn't English. Or it was English, and it wasn't an English I understood. And he looked at me, and he says, Yvonne, I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'll slow down so you can understand me. Now, Ian, I know grown people that have most of their mind that have no realization to their own shortcomings and understand that they have to accept them and embrace them. And that's yeah. what he's no, and done. And, and he was never, he never wanted us to give him any quarter and, and he wouldn't accept any quarter. When we played, when we played street lot baseball, they, mm-hmm. The pitcher stood on the pitcher's mound. They didn't come up close so he could hit the ball. He would make them go back to the pitcher's mound. He would stand there till they went back to the pitcher's mound. I miss doing stuff like that. I, uh, when I was in Virginia, there was um, a group of people who would play soccer and stuff like that, and they were, you know, adults and children, and man, we we don't we don't do stuff like that anymore. Like, uh, those, those are the, those are the good days. People are too afraid of getting close to anybody. They don't even speak to their neighbors. Are you kidding me? They don't even speak to people in, in line when they're standing in the grocery store. They're too busy or too something. I don't know. I make them talk to me because I smile at them. And I say, how are you doing today? Just because I'm that person. Because I'm evil. <laughs> you know what I always do? And, and I don't know where I picked it up. 
Um, it's very northern of me because, you know, I, I really love my northern roots. Um, <laughs> if people are like, hey, how are you doing today? I'm like, do you really want to know? <laughs> it's just, it's better than mm-hmm. – well, it's just it's just better than saying good. It just throws them off just enough where they're like, whoa, <laughs> this conversation's going to be well, well, when you think about it, when someone asks that question, they really don't want an honest answer. They're just making an empty conversation. I call it empty words, small talk. I don't do small talk. No, I don't either. If you know, other countries asks- actually um, are really big about that. Where if they ask how you're doing, like they want to know. It's not just a, it's not just a, a greeting like we have it here in America. Some countries get really upset about that. You're just like, oh, good, and they're like, just good. Yes. Like, what's your deal? <laughs> because they 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 are into people, and as and Americans are not into people. They're so into themselves. That they're not into others. Yeah, I know. I'm probably going to get one, some backlash on that, but I don't care. Well, you, you never do. Bless their heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, and I think that's why I'm really happy is that a majority of the people we bring on this show are very good people. Like, I, I, I can, I can't think of um, anybody that we've interviewed that I'm like, oh, like this person's sketchy. Like. <laughs> This person no, is all about themselves. They, everyone is – well, and you got to remember, too, Ian, that the, the people that we bring on this show, for the biggest majority, because we haven't had anybody with a platform yet or an agenda, are artists like us. And yeah. in, in this indie world that we live in and work in, we are a community, and we support each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're yeah. not out to oh, cut each other's throat. No. Well, and we we just want to create. We just want to leave things behind that transcend how how you know transcends more than our mortal coil. You know, that was my biggest thing about writing. I just wanted my my kid to tell her kids like, "This is your dad," and they're like, "Oh man, he wrote about that." Or hey, like mm-hmm. I feel like I can hear him. I know you have that too. Well, that's why I wrote the book about my brother, because as I got older and I realized that someday all of us as the siblings would be gone, all of our children would be gone, and nobody would remember Stanley. And I wanted Stanley to be remembered because he has contributed more to society than most quote unquote, if there is such a word, normal people, because we are all, when you think about it, we're all retarded in some way. I'm left-handed in a right-handed world. Yeah, and, you know, my dad is too, actually. Well, see, we're geniuses. That's what people don't understand, we're geniuses. <laughs> well, you're in your right mind, you know that, right? Well, that's true. That's what I keep telling people, and they just look at me like, <laughs> okay, Vaughn, whatever world you choose to live in, honey, that's fine with me. <laughs> time to, time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I know. He always, he always makes those jokes. They're like, man, it's it's not easy being a lefty. 
everything's made for you, but it's not for me. And I'm like, yeah, Dad, I know. It's your fucking joke. <laughs> well, okay, if if I buy a left-handed pair of scissors, it costs three times what a right-handed pair of scissors costs. When wow. you open up doors, they're built for right-handed people. Mm-hmm. There's just there's just so when you look at the world outside of of a prism, and you you look at all the different things that the world is built on because the majority of the people are left are right-handed. You mm-hmm. you go wait a minute, there are those of us around, and we do exist. Mm-hmm. But everything is is toward right-handed people because it is the majority. Bless them. You know, it's funny. I, you know, I've been accused that I've been a smartass like once or twice in my life. I, I don't oh, know why. I've you. never, yeah, I've no. never seen it. No, but no. With my dad, wouldn't. I would I would grab things like circles or like things that you could easily switch between hands, like coffee cups. I'm like, hey, dad, is that a left-handed coffee cup or a right-hand coffee cup? He's like, shut up. You're oh, you're an evil me. child. You are an evil child. <laughs> you are possessed back Satan. <laughs> hey, hey, Dad, is that a left-handed steering wheel or a right-handed steering wheel? Shut up. <laughs> uh-huh. Just remember, one of these days, you're going to, well, you already have a daughter, but I hope she grows up to be just like you. The curse works. Sure trust has. me. It works. Sure has. I, I used to tell my children. I used to tell my children that, and they didn't believe me. And and one day, my daughter called me and she said, "Mama, the curse works." I said, "What's happened now?" She said, "Brittany is just like me." I said, "I told you that was going to happen when you were doing the things you were doing." I said, I hope you grow up to have a child that's just like you, and you didn't pay me any attention. Well, guess what? She had six of them. And, <laughs> and they're all did just like you, her. Did, did I tell you that? I, I think I'm still friends with Brittany, actually. So I still try to keep up with her every once in a while. I am so proud of that child. She, I'm not really proud of the army recruiter because he was a jerk and he kept putting her off and putting her off but maybe that wasn't her path but she is 20 how old is she 23 23 years old and making more money at her job than most 40 year olds with a high school education. Oh, yeah. Telling and you, I, I, I keep saying to my kid, I don't care what you do. If you don't want to go to school after high school, I don't care. There are trades out there. Like, trades do not get enough love. They no, they don't. do not. No, they don't. And without trades, your car wouldn't get fixed. Your plumbing right. wouldn't get fixed. Your furnace and your air conditioner wouldn't get fixed. Your houses wouldn't get built. Mm-hmm. So your your um, computers wouldn't get made because I know a lot of kids that have a high school education that are wizards in building computers and programming. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it got even worse when you can just go on Google and YouTube and 
essentially get an education without even the the piece of paper anymore. Like exactly, we should not we should not go down the education uh, war path. Let's do. Oh no, because you you know like you know I'm still certified in Michigan. Like I I was going to be a teacher, and I just took a different path, and I'm glad I did because I would lose my mind. I would I would go apeshit. I don't blame the teachers because there are good teachers out there, but they're not allowed to teach. Right. They That's teach what I'm to the about. test. Not... They don't teach to the to the right. curriculum. They teach to the test. So, oh, speaking of, I'm glad you brought that up. In Oregon, one of the most liberal states in this country, it should just be a country all of its own. They have the most liberal criminal justice laws, and now you don't have to have math, writing, or um, reading to graduate. Tell me how these kids are going, if they want to go to a trade school, or if they want to go to college, or if they're going to get a job, how they're going to be Mm -hmm. productive citizens if they don't have the three basics. You know, there's a me and my, my Facebook memes. There's a meme out there that says, uh, I didn't learn how to do taxes when I was in high school, but I sure remember the Pythagoras theorem. Exactly. And that always makes me laugh because that's my biggest gripe about the education system is that we do not teach people how to think. We do not no. teach people how to live in society. We do not nope. teach people even how to how how to just – what what type of learner you are? I cannot tell you. Oh, see, Yvonne, <laughs> I warned <laughs> you. I warned you. I cannot tell you the amount of people that I say, hey, are you like a see it, do it type? Do you have to hear it? Do you just want to read it? Like, what is it that you want to do to learn this program? And they're all like, well, Ian, you're the first person that's ever asked me. Like, most people don't care. They just shove down their way of teaching down my throat and I just learn it and it's death by a fire hose. And I'm like, well, that's not how we learn things. <laughs> like, right. And and the sad part is if if person has a is is a visual learner mm-hmm. when they're not allowed to learn visually or hands on, they are cheated mm-hmm. out of a well rounded education. Yeah. And I'm, I'm they, getting tired of these pieces of paper being more important than, man, I've met people who are way more street smart who don't have mm-hmm. an associates. I've met well, some really, and I've met some really educated idiots in my life, like well, that I, master's I, degree. I have, oh. I have a saying that some of the dumbest people I've met have uh, initials behind their names. Yeah. They're very intellectual and dumb as a bag of rocks. My late sister, bless her heart, was one of those people. She had a degree in communication, smart as a whip, and could not get out of her own way. And I loved her, but she could not get out of her own way. And that's what frustrates me because, you know, it used to be, you know, back in my day, not that (laughs) long ago, but – you know, if you had an associate's degree, you were styling. You're like, oh, man, mm-hmm. higher education, ding. Now, in my peer group, I damn near need a master's degree for something that I don't even like to do. 
just to just to progress, just to be ahead of the curve. Like it does not matter that I got a bachelor's. I have to go get a master's. And it's like, when do we stop that? When do we say enough is enough? If you have higher education, that makes you a good person. Not, oh, well, the standard is the master's. Like, the associates and bachelors don't matter anymore. What the hell it doesn't? It does you, matter. You above and beyond. Right, exactly. And, and, uh, and when uh, are we going to bring back into the high school trade? When, when I was in high school, the kids that made the decision not to go to college, but they wanted to learn a trade, they learned the basics of that trade in high school. Yeah. I was so fortunate that we had, um, we call it VOED, but it's secondary education that um, instead of doing some, you know, elective class like gym, you went to another building and you learned your trade. So right. I was really fortunate that I went to Education Academy, Miss Fisher. I'm still friends with her on Facebook, which is hilarious. And, um, you know, she taught me a lot of what, I am expressing right now. And then after that, you know, I got my um, my certificate in teaching so I could go be a, a substitute, essentially. So I left high school with a foot in the door for teaching already, and I was, like, 19. <laughs> like, well, I, I tell you, the, the, the school system needs to bring back – Corporal punishment because what? When what? corporal what? punishment. Uh huh. Because some of those Yvonne. little suckers need their butts beat. They have absolutely well, no respect for anything or anybody. Yeah, but if you keep teaching people that they put their hands on you is the way that you're going to respect them, that doesn't. Like I, I vehemently disagree. That's why we have most of the men who beat on women today because they think no, that no, 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 they no, can't. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? You literally just said we need to bring back punishment, that if you do not conform to my standard, I'm going to whip you. Like, that's exactly where these man beaters. Not not conforming to their standard, but when a child is allowed to stand up in a classroom and call his teachers names, tell them to F off, and physically abuse their teachers, what do you want to do, give them a lollipop or put them in timeout? That doesn't work. No, that's when that's when the teacher turns her back for a second, and you get someone like me to jump up and <laughs> take care. Uh huh. And <laughs> see, I rest my case. Come, Your come Honor. with me, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> we are on the me. same page. I'm not saying Why? that a teacher should cause if a child. I want children to be free thinkers, but I want them to be free thinkers with respect. Right, but for me, and again, where I mean, we, we got a little bit of, a, of an age gap. That's cool. That brings good conversation. But for me, if you can say something and make me conform, you have way more power over me. See, now the speech impediment. You got me all fired up. You have way more power over me than if you just sit there and beat my butt. Like this body does not. This body's just a meat wagon for the the squishy thing in between my eyes. Like. You can beat me all day, and I don't care. You know what I mean? If you can, if you can use your words and communicate to me to conform to something, 
even if I'm being disrespectful, way more respect and authority. I hate those people who use their title obviously, or their rank. Ob- or ob- Obviously, you haven't dealt with some of the little juveniles that I've dealt with in my life. Oh, trust me, I'm dealing with a couple of juveniles in my life right now. <laughs> there's some, trust me, there's some people that if, if I catch them in an alleyway, I'm going to make them feel what they felt for their for their victims like i'm oof. i mean we were talking about that last week you know i don't know if it was last week or the week before yeah but oof, some of those people if i could get away with it oof, i will be judge jury and executioner you have you will pay for your <laughs> sins it is time retribution is now like oh and guess what? We have reached the five-minute mark. Our, our lovely friend reminded us. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush. And as you all can tell, tonight was a conversation with Ian and I, and we talk about everything. We don't care. We've We've been friends that long. And this is just another um, example of how two people can have differing opinions and thought processes and at the end of the conversation we still love each other i i can fight with ian but nobody else is going to touch him because if they do then they (laughs) got to answer to me and then it gets really really ugly (laughs) so just bear that in mind anybody that tries to put my young and down gets in serious trouble am i right or am i right oh you're right i've i've had a couple people tell me already like hey uh you've all reached out to me i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well then. <laughs> I know what that consisted of. <laughs> Not corporal punishment, but damn near. <laughs> yes, it's called the death of a thousand cuts. Oh yeah. They don't know they're. They don't know they're. They've been decapitated until their head rolls down the road. Well, are you gonna come back on the show, Yvonne? Can we schedule you for next Monday? Oh, of course. You know we'll be here. Okay. Next Monday, we will have Don Colisi, and on Tuesday night, we will have Ed Roman. Ed's been here before. Next Monday night is Don's first night with us. I hope he does remember the show. I hope he doesn't have a conflict. If not, we'll do something else like we always do. So, Mr. Ian, what words of wisdom do you have tonight? You said it perfectly. That was actually going to be my words of wisdom is that it's it's – it's nice that in a society that when you're different, you're shunned or, you know, friendships get ruined over conflicting thoughts and, and, and feelings and all that. It's, it's nice to have a, a respectful, engaging conversation about the things that actually matter besides, uh, you know, what's on TV and how's the weather. So I appreciate that. I've always appreciated that of you and I've always, uh, I've always, you know, Really appreciated that you always kept me in your circle. So you're, you're a friend, and you, you know I love you to death. So you know I'll do anything for you. I love you too, my friend. And ladies and gentlemen, come back and join us next Monday night because this is off the chain, and and Ian and I never know where this show's going to go. We have no idea. It just goes because this is this is who we are. This is what we do. And at the end of the day. If we leave a positive impact on one person, 
then our job is done. If you learn something tonight that two people on opposite ends of the age spectrum can have a, a debate, a conversation, and still love each other at the end of that conversation, we need more of that in this world because if we have more of that then we're not always at each other's throats facebook does not become a battleground Mm -hmm. am i right ian yeah just take it out back (laughs) (laughs) well my darling friend you go and let your your uh tribe over there know that you are now open for business because ladies and gentlemen he will not his friends all know you don't do anything with Ian on Monday or Tuesday night between eight and nine. It doesn't happen because <laughs> <laughs> he's right here with me. <laughs> so join us again next week, and we will be here on Off the Chain one more time. Lord willing, and the creeks don't rise. And you know that saying came because the creeks used to rise up and kill people. And so when people would say, "I'll see you later," it would say, "If the creeks don't rise." Did you know that? little trivia there. Well, there you go. So until Monday night, my dear friend, I love you, and I will see you then. Love you, too. Good night, y'all. Talk to you later. Good night. Good night, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.